0: hey if you have a Bible this morning I'm going to ask you to go to Jonah chapter 4 Jonah chapter 4 and verse 2 I want you to be as I'm preaching we're going to take up an offering at the end of service we uh, obviously are very aware of what is happening uh, in Kentucky and some of the states just north of us and some east of us and uh, devastating loss of life and property and all kinds of devastating things are happening and the, the governor of Kentucky uh, said it was one of the darkest days in the history of the state of Kentucky. And uh, so we obviously are gonna do our best to reach out. Franklin Graham's team is there right now, Samaritan's Purse, and they're evaluating the situation and how they can help. And so whatever you give today, we're gonna to make sure goes uh, directly to Samaritan's Purse. And then we'll be trying to find local churches uh, that we can help rebuild their facilities and get what they need to continue to have service and that type of thing because it's important to us. Um, we've realized over this past year and a few months now how important it is that we gather. And uh, you hate to see some of these churches who are just coming back together all of a sudden unable to to gather anymore. So if we can put them in a, a school or or you know some larger house or whatever, we're gonna help them help do that. So pray about what you could give today. And then at the end of the service, obviously the buckets will be up here and you can, any time during the service, you can give online. And I also want to, before we get into the message, I also want to pray because I think last weekend we finished our last growth track of the year. Was it last weekend? Yeah, so last weekend, how many people joined? How many is that for the whole year? It's 200 some people for the whole year have become a part of Calvary Church and are serving and ministering and leading here. We're so thankful for that. And so if you took and finished the class last week, would you please stand? If you're in this service, there'll be people in this one and in the next service, if that was you, would you stand up? We see you, we see you, we see you. Come on, stand up. Awesome, awesome. Let's put our hands together and just welcome them. Amen. We're so glad you're here. And I just want to say a prayer over you. You don't have to stand back up or anything like that. I just want to pray for you. If you saw anybody around you stand up, would you kind of just direct your hands towards them? This is just a church thing I've done my whole life. I don't really even understand why we do it. I just, I grew up in a tent with some wood shavings and a Hammond B3, so this is how we did it. So just stretch your hand forward. (laughs) Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for these families that have made the decision to become a part of Calvary Church. And we pray blessing over their life in the name of Jesus. What we ask is that, that your faithfulness that's been on this house for over 35 years now would flow down into their home. And God, that every dream that you have for their life, they would fulfill it in the name of Jesus. We pray that you would prosper them in every way. We pray that they would be in good health and in their family. I pray that their that even what's happening in them here would have a direct impact on those who are connected to them that don't even go to church here, that, that by just virtue of their life being changed, God, you would change the lives of the people around them. We thank you that you're gonna use them for your glory. and We thank you that they are here, and we pray that we would be a blessing to them, that we would be a strength to them Thank you for them. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for what you've brought them here for. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. 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 So glad to have you apart. And uh, we're excited to see what God is going to do. You know, to be honest, we would not really have been able to have church in 2020 and especially uh, in the first part of 2021 if it had not been for the new people joining the church. So much of the volunteers uh, that we were able to to use in in so many different areas of the ministry around here were people that joined the church in 2020. And so I just wanna say thank you to all those who have made Calvary your home because really you've kept us going uh, for these past two years, the new people have. And uh, I'm so grateful for that. Jonah chapter four, and I'm gonna read verses one And to Jonah chapter four, verses one and two. The Bible says this, the word of the Lord. I'm sorry, that's Jonah chapter one. I'm going to Jonah chapter four. Is that what I said? Somebody help me out here. I've been gone a week. It's okay. I forgot everything I'm supposed to do up here. Jonah chapter four. I'm gonna go back to Jonah chapter one in a minute. Jonah chapter four, verse one. But but to Jonah, this seemed very wrong, and he became angry. And he prayed to the Lord, isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? This is why I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you were gracious and compassionate, God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. And verse three says, so now, Lord, take away my life from me, for it is better for me to die than... To live, Oh, man, isn't this life? (laughs) Well, Father, we thank you for your word, and we ask over these next few moments, you would speak clear to us. Thank you for challenging us, changing us, us, making us into who you've always desired for us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. This story is a really powerful story. Jonah, if you've never read an entire book of the Bible, I encourage you to read the book of Jonah. It's really short, like even... Even I can make it through it, you know? And, uh, but it's, it's, really, it's a really simple story. It basically begins with God calling this man named Jonah. He wants him to go and preach to these people in Nineveh. And Jonah doesn't want to do it because he hates the people of Nineveh. And so the Bible says that he goes down to this port area, and he gets on a ship, and he's leaving Nineveh, and he's fleeing to Tarshish. And the Bible tells us that a storm comes up, And everybody on the boat starts to freak out because of the storm and they start to wonder, well, this must be a storm from God because this isn't like a normal storm that we see here on these waters and so they're wondering who's the cause. Well, Jonah kind of presents himself as the cause and the Bible says that Jonah asked them to throw him off of the boat. So Jonah starts this story out wanting to die and he ends this story wanting to die. So they finally end up throwing him over the boat into the water, and the Bible says that the Lord prepared a fish. Years ago, my dad wrote a book uh, uh, called A Whale Named Grace, A Whale Named Grace. And I remember, somebody came up to him one time and was like, well, the Bible doesn't say it was a whale. <laughs> so technically, if you know, if you go into a whale, the acid in the stomach would and I'm like, this whole story's crazy. It's like when my wife is watching The Avengers, and she looks at me at one point and goes, "That could never happen." I'm like, "That's the point <laughs> of this whole movie. None of this could ever happen." You didn't see the well aliens. I don't know. Anyhow, um, it's getting weird out there. <laughs> I'm back. Um, But this story is such a powerful story. So the fish swallows him up for three days. He's praying and he's talking to God and he finally says, okay, God, I'll do what you've asked me to do. The Bible says that the fish vomits him up onto the shore. He begins to walk through the city and he preaches repentance, he preaches and tells them that judgment is coming in 40 days if they don't get right with God, so they decide to get right with God. So he goes out and he sits on this hill and he's frustrated and he's angry with God. He knew that God would show them compassion and he's sitting on this hill. He's hoping that they won't repent and they'll be destroyed, but they repent and they get right and God saves them and he's mad. And so here in Jonah chapter four, he prayed and he says, Lord, I knew you would do this. I want to ask you this question today. Can God be trusted? (laughs) I, I look at the Bible and I see a consistent God who is committed and will not abandon his mission to set people free. Um. In this story, this story is not just about Nineveh being set free. This is a story about Jonah being set free, about how you can can ignore the presence of God, but you cannot evade the presence of God. The psalmist said, even though I make my